What's up, everybody? We have 10-ish minutes here, and it's just your hosts, Mark and myself, Jimmy, over here, coming to you live-ish. Not live, actually. It's recorded. But, you know, <laughs> what I love about this one, Mark, is that between you and I lies your uh, both infamous and also just regular famous 300 WSM, Wisdom, Winchestershire, Shortimus Maximus, whatever you want to call it. And we're actually going to discuss some of the origins of it, how it even made it into your arsenal in the first place. And that actually plays into then a pretty cool hunt that you went on. In fact, we shot a couple of podcasts while you were away, so people might have seen, you know, where's Mark? What's he up to? You were on this Prince of Wales bear hunt, right? Yes, um, yes. But how does the gun weave into this? What was the story with this hunt? And, uh, and it, it was a bit of a, of a long-awaited payoff. It it was Jim, as you as you mentioned, this is my beloved Browning Able Stainless Stalker three hundred Wisdom. I'm going with Wisdom right now. All right, yeah. Uh, love this rifle. I've had this rifle for since 2004. Now we've talked about this one before. I mean, th- this is it. We talk about it all the time. Like I always say, people are probably sick of it, but I love it so much. I'm going to keep talking about it. So I bought this. The origin of how I procured this rifle. I was working for Cabela's at the time. My main rifle that I had was a Browning BAR Mark II Safari. Oh, yeah. So I was going on the Southeast Alaska bear hunt, and I said, you know what? I need, a, I need a new rifle, maybe something with a little more gas, and maybe something a little bit more suited for the saltwater environment of the coast. Now, I was, this was a family hunt. I was going with my dad and actually and a buddy of mine, so I consider him, I consider him family. And uh, I said, uh, yeah, I need, a, I need a new rifle. Now, I wanted to go to Prince of Wales. Like, I'd read about Prince of Wales. I wanted to go there. And my dad was like, well, hey, I talked to this guy that used to be an outfitter up there. And he says that we should go here, which was a different location. Uh, he says, it's going to be loaded with bears. You're going to have it to yourself, whatever. So we, uh, we booked a forest service cabin. We got to, uh, flew into Ketch Can on the big jet had uh, contracted uh, a person to ferry us to this Forest Service cabin. Now, my dad, nice. we actually also shipped up a 10-foot-4 inflatable boat Oh, we've got some with experience with those. To, yeah, yeah, we do. Ours is just eight feet longer. To, uh, to tootle around in. So anyway, we get there. We hunt for the week. We have a fantastic adventure. We almost flipped the boat. Very frightening. I'm actually lucky to be here, Jim. We didn't see a single black bear. Now, when you're thinking Southeast Alaska, you're like, throw a dart at the map, there's going to be a ton of black bears. We saw bears, we saw brown bears every single day. Okay. So, end of the trip, great adventure, did not see or shoot a black bear. Now, old Bessie was on that with you, that was the no, first no, trip. No, this was the inaugural, and, and so, I mean, we probably should have gotten, this is kind of like a, a homecoming story. Right, This is right. Mark's 300 WSM, a homecoming story. That's right. So, fast forward to... I don't know, uh, a couple years ago, I draw, because now now the Prince of Wales hunt is on a draw. I draw mm-hmm. the tag. I'm going up with uh, my buddies, uh, Rob Ensley, uh, Jesse Nock, both both of which have been on the podcast before. Uh, Jesse lives up in Southeast Alaska. If you're interested in a really cool deer hunting podcast, tune in to one that we recorded with Jesse on uh, previously. That's right. Um, I think I'm going to be smart, though. I'm like, oh, cool. I'm finally going to get to use this rifle up there. But I'm going to be smart, and I like sometimes I like to ship. I like to ship 
my hunting gear to hunt. That way I don't have to carry it through the airport. You don't have to do the whole rifle thing. I'm like, I'm going to simplify the process. Seems brilliant. So I go down to our, our fantastic Vortex shipping department. Now let me tell, I'm going to preface this. This is, this is no fault of our <laughs> shipping department. Right. Also, this is a, this is the most planned out I think I've ever heard of you being. Oh yeah, about anything too. So, Jim, I was dialed. I literally needed to get to like the regular airport, fly up there, meet my stuff there. It was going to be easy. Oh, so easy. Beautiful. I ship my stuff up probably, I want to say at least a month in advance. Yeah, at least a month in advance. And I didn't really believe it, but it's like, oh, yeah, this is going to take two days to get there. And I'm like, perfect. Two days, a, a week? Well, even if it takes longer, I'm shipping my stuff a month in advance. Mm-hmm. Jesse calls me. And I'm kind of like, you know, waiting on it. You know, I'm like, nah, certainly it's going to be there. Jesse calls me the night before I'm leaving. It's like 8 p.m. I'm getting one of my daughters down to bed. I'm like, oh, Jesse's calling. You never checked up until this point? Like, hey, just to double check, all that stuff got there, right? I just kind of assumed it was there. Thank God he called. Okay. It's like 8 p.m. I'm leaving <laughs> in the morning. He goes, hey, um, your stuff still isn't here. And I'm like, oh, well, this this is a problem. And I, if you, well, all right. And if you know Mark, you know that, oh, well, this is a problem, is the under-exaggeration uh, of, the, of the century. Anxiety was at an all-time high. <laughs> 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 I don't think I've ever seen you more anxious for anything in my entire life. Yeah, like I was like... And that's saying a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like, this is a hunt that literally is like, even just drawing the tag, it's like a year and a half in the making just because of the way the tag structure right. and the draw and whatever. You, you find out you draw this tag long before you go. And here I am. It's literally like, it is nighttime. It is the night before. <laughs> Luckily, I am a pack rat of uh, extra hunting gear. You it's probably true. know that, Jim. I do. And uh, yeah, I get my daughter down to bed, and I'm like, well, buckle up. Let's pack. So I'm packing all my kind of like secondary gear, like, you know, okay, yep. The I backups. Got my, all my backups, dude. It was like literally a, a suitcase full of Plan B uh, gear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was that kind of trip. <laughs> uh, uh, this is a family program, Mark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, boy. Back on track. Back on track. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I luckily I had, uh, I'd kind of been, I had been checking out. I'm going back. This is so long ago. I, I had a rifle. I speculated that I might have to do this, though, right? So, like, literally that day or the day before, Ryan and I, we had a, a 28 Nosler here at the shop. Yep. Slapped a scope on it. Got that mounted up. Actually, it was a prototype of the scope that we have on this one here at mm -hmm. the time. And uh, so I brought that rifle home. I pack all my stuff that night. I go up, have a fantastic hunt. All my work, gear work, you know, fan, it was great. Like, it worked out. Shot a nice bear. Had a blast. But there yet again, though, Jim, this rifle did not make the trip didn't to bite. the island. We'll fast forward again to this very spring. And did you discuss what happened to the rifle, though? Oh, where was it? It ended up somehow, and I, I don't, I don't really know, but it ended up on a barge. All my, all my things, all my like, literally my lifetime supply of like number one items that I'd go on like any yeah. backcountry remote hunt, from clothing to headlamps, knives, all my rifle, all my main things, gone. About. I want to say a month and a half 
after we got back from the trip, my stuff arrives on the island. I have to tell, I have to instruct Jesse. Where had it been? You know? It was on a boat. But I know. Where did the boat go? What had your things seen? I don't know. That's my, what I want to Here's know. what I can tell you. My suitcase did not look the same when I got it back. <laughs> it was it had some cracks. The handle was missing. Like, it, it'd seen a few you things. You used it as bait in some sort of deadliest catch scenario. Yes. So, I, I, I instruct Jesse. I'm like, here's what, yeah, when this is talking to our shipping department, he had to refuse accepting the items. Like, he essentially, oh, yeah. like, he couldn't accept the items. Right. And so that sent them on their path theoretically back to me. Three months later, I had nearly written them off. A handful of phone calls. Does anybody know where this stuff is? Basically, kind of nobody knew where it was. And then it just kind of all magically showed up at Vortex one day. So I got my things back, including... What What a day that was, including this old gal. My gosh, she has really been everywhere it, it yes um okay I, but you had to explain that because that is a that is a great part of the story now what happened recently is that where we can go this is right. this is the old round robin back to back to the original intentions she, she 2004 <laughs> from 2004 i to was through 2021 no joke mark when this all started out and this i don't mean to make you feel older i was in fourth grade <sighs> You're married with two kids now. <laughs> I'm married, married for now. four years now. And uh, only just then did the rifle get to go on its originally intended trip. Yeah, quite um, the timeline. Yeah, that is. So, uh, all right, carry on. So, uh, draw, fortunate, draw the tag again uh, with, with my buddy Rob Inslee, as well as uh, Joey, Joey Pyburn, who's also been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we're going to go again. And this time, I just i i brought my things. I brought my things with me, and they stayed with me. <laughs> and it's funny how that works. And they and they made it there. And uh, we went on another fantastic adventure in the wilds of Alaska. And I shot a uh, an awesome black bear with it. Incredible. We we it finally we got, got one. And we have the footage. We'll splice in here real quick. MC Ryan can do a little a uh, little cutaway. All right, so there, there's so, your uh, incentive to watch more on YouTube as well, because then you're going to get to see that. But Mark, what what was the feeling like? Would you, I mean, was it just euphoric when you finally shot the thing? I mean, a lot of tangled up emotions in that, which is already just an exciting thing to do in the first place. Even if this was year number one with the brand new guy, I mean, I can only imagine. You're bringing it all back, Jim. <laughs> mm, give me a minute. Um, no, it was awesome. It was so cool. And really like the rifle just for that hunt, kind of a storied history. I was stoked to finally get it up there. It's still shooting fantastic. You know, uh, shot a, shot the bear with a 165 grain GMX. I think it was probably like a, you know, 230 yard shot, something like that across a bay, built a, uh, built a really solid position with two backpacks. We talk about the fundamentals of marksmanship, Jim, and, and part of that is, you know, getting stable and we built a really solid position and made a good shot on the bear, ran, a, you know, didn't make it to the tree line and, and tipped over. So amazing. Mark, we're already over 10 minutes here, but I got to ask you, uh, at least two questions real fast. Yes. One. The dope chart taped to the side of that stock. Yes. The tape that is affixing it to the stock looks like it's been there for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, has that ever changed? Yes. You have switched this out from so, time to time. 
So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, so I've got, I, I really on this one, I've kind of got dope charts for my dope charts. Uh, yeah. If any, I think I've held the gun up a couple times, but I've got, I generally, when I put a dope chart on my stock, I use a, uh, and it's a synthetic stock here, uh, like packing tape. Right. right. So I make the chart. Here's my process. Here's yeah, charts. Um, uh, <laughs> Jim, you love charts. Uh, Big fan. Make the dope chart. Yeah. Print it out. Laminate it, yeah, and then use packing clear packing tape to tape it to my stock. So right. that's actually the dope chart that's underneath this dope chart is like that. I had to create a new dope chart because I think I switched to a mill base scope. Got it. Okay. And then again, last minute stuff. I just brought them to Alaska and cut them out, and then I had electrical tape, so I just used electrical tape to tape it over the top of the other one. Beautiful. Okay. The one underneath this one, has that changed ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I switch them out. It okay. actually comes, if I recall correctly, the last time I did, it comes off pretty quickly. That's good to know. I thought it would have been funny if, like, back in 2004, Mark laminated a piece of paper and just been, <laughs> that's been the dope ever since. <laughs> um, but I like that. Also... Worth noting, um, you know, this thing's been around the world, probably, mm-hmm. um, and you may be the only person, and somebody's going to come out, of course, and be like, well, I've made that happen, uh, the metallurgy, whatever, but I, it is of note, and you should take pride in, in the fact that you have actually managed to make a stainless barrel start to rust. The, uh, the saltwater environment, Jim, is very, very hard on really any rifle. I'm sure this thing... Yep. Uh, fared better than maybe like a standard blued barrel, but I can't imagine. You're just not. It's difficult to get away without a little bit of uh, surface rust there. So I'm actually gonna grab uh, Mr. Mucky and we're gonna go over this with uh, a little bit of steel wool and stuff like that. Maybe we should kind of talk about that process actually, getting a little bit of surface rust off your rifles. But uh, it's a worthwhile topic. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think there's you know there's probably some you know if you pro- seracoded it or something like that, it would probably even have a little bit a oh, little bit the more protection. It would be gone. <laughs> You look clean and new again. True. Can't True. Maybe we can't do that. But yeah, it was a fun hunt. Kind of uh, good to get this gun finally up there. Kind of close that chapter of the story. And uh, yeah. I love it. It was great. Fantastic story, Mark. Uh, for those of you listening out there, you know, you've heard probably about Mark's 300 Wisdom before. So yeah, there's that. There's a little bit more uh, color mm-hmm. around the gun. If you have a gun of your own that you've got all sorts of crazy stories around, we know many people do. That's the awesome thing about guns. They're practical, they're fun, and they can oftentimes, many times, be super sentimental. So, uh, yeah, hit us up with stories, comments like that in the comment section below if you're watching on YouTube uh, or on Instagram if you're listening now and you head over on Instagram later on. We'd love to hear them. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.